Welcome to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with photographer Jana Yatsuk. Jana has worked with clients such as Rolling Stone, Billboard, Google, and Nike, to name a few. In this interview, I speak to Jana about how she discovered photography through her interest in Pokemon as a kid, as well as photographing her friends' bands and live music shows early on. I also speak to Yana about her experience photographing Ringo Starr and Dave Grohl for the cover of Rolling Stone and how she approaches editorial portraiture. I've been following Yana's work for a while now and really enjoy her approach to portraiture, so I was excited to get a chance to speak with her about her journey with photography. So I hope you enjoy, and thanks so much for listening. All right. Uh, now welcome on uh, Yana Yatsuk. Uh, excited to talk to you. Um, been following along your work on Instagram for a while now. Um, but I guess to start off, uh, we're about a month into the new year. Um, how's everything going for you? Have you been working, shooting, or what have you been up to lately? Um, yeah, I've, I've I've been lucky to have work kind of coming back in. Um, definitely been like a rough year with that, but. Yeah, I've been doing some like editorial stuff and um that's yeah, pretty much. That's pretty good. much it. Some I, I, magazine stuff essentially. And then a few like little gigs here and there. Are you like someone are you someone that like sets goals for yourself like at the beginning of the new year? Like some people set goals like for their work or whatever. Are you, are you do you kind of do that stuff at all, kind of with your photography at all? Or are you kind of more kind of go I, with the flow? I don't. I'm kind of like a pessimist. <laughs> so bad to say, but um, no, not really. Yeah. I like I'm Slav. I'm Ukrainian, so like I think we grew. I grew up very. I don't know. We're just like not that optimistic. <laughs> No, that's how that's how I feel about photography. I feel like anytime I go like a period of time without a job, I'm like, I guess my career is over. I better start looking for I'm something. Literally, like every other day, I'm like, will I ever work again? I don't know. Probably not. Yeah, the, it, it happens all the time, the and I don't really trust myself because I'm always like have plans and I have all these ideas, and then it's just like, it, yeah. So I just. No, I just don't do it to myself anymore. <laughs> I like it. I like it. it. It seems like it's been working. You've been doing some cool stuff with the Rolling Stone. And, uh, but, but I did notice I was interested in talking to you about you've been doing a series during the pandemic. You've been doing like virtual shoots and you kind of uh, been photographing like your laptop. Uh, I was curious, yeah. how's that been going? I'll pull it up. People can look. Or I guess we're Another not reason why I don't yeah. cycles for myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I started that like at the very beginning of COVID. And then, um, yeah, I've shot a lot of people. I was trying to do the same people outside of their house and through the computer. <laughs> um, I think I just like saw a lot of people doing similar stuff. And so I got a little like, eh. I got like less excited about it because it also took me forever to put out and you know yeah we're just hard on myself and then yeah i mean anyway. hats off I, I haven't dabbled in any of that virtual stuff i kind of this been i mean i think it's just been a weird year like have you still been yeah. like inspired to make personal work i know myself for a while i just felt kind of lost because it's like like you i shoot a lot of people so i'm like what the fuck yeah. am i supposed to do now <laughs> it's like with the virus no, totally i think that like I think that's such a like misconception during all this time is like everyone 
was like, oh, we have all this time and no one's working and we're going to like create the thing we've always wanted to create. And I just don't think that's, I think people just put a lot of pressure on themselves. And like, I think it's okay to kind of like settle into not being inspired all the time and like letting it hit when it does. And I don't think it comes at convenient times anyway. So no, you can't, you can't force it. This kind of happens when it happens. Um, Yeah. But I guess to go back, I was kind of curious, like, where you grew up and like, how do you kind of first discover photography? Um, okay, I was, like, nervous about this question. Why <laughs> <laughs> did I? Um, so I was born in Ukraine um, in a small town in the West. And we immigrated to New York originally, but I grew up in Atlanta, like, outside of Atlanta. Um, and then moved, moved to New York when I was 16 and then moved to L.A. when I was 17. And I've just been in LA ever since. Um, I guess what got me into photography, this is going to sound like so ridiculous, but <laughs> I swear to God, it was Pokemon Snap on Nintendo 64. Interesting. All right. Yeah, that, that's a first. I've interviewed people. I like it. Pokemon. All right, let's go. <laughs> I'm like not even going to lie. Like the, I think that's what did it for me. What, what was that? There's like this whole like process where you get you're like judged on like the shot and the exposure, like everything. There's like this whole thing. All right. Were you like deep into Pokemon as a kid, like the cards and everything? Yeah. yeah. I loved Pokemon. (laughs) I didn't, I honestly didn't trade cards. I was just kind of like a hoarder. I just collected all of them. And my dad like worked at a kiosk at the mall for a while. And he would like bring me back like decks of cards. So I had so many good ones. I never got into Pokemon, but was it I, it's i don't know much about it was it like was it like a game because i know like magic the other card thing that people collected and i think that was like an actual game but was pokemon was it more this kind of like collecting baseball cards or was there like a game element to it too there was a game element to it but i fully treated it like collecting baseball cards right. i was just like i just collected as many as i could and i didn't want to like participate in, in any kind of like competition when it came down to it yeah Unless it was like me and my nintendo 64 against no one <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting yeah the pokemon's coming back hard i just saw that 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 crazy youtube dude logan paul he just bought two million dollars of original pokemon packs like he would buy like a whole box that like all the like 20 packs in a box he spent uh-huh. two million dollars each box it was like original set was like between like 400 and 500 thousand dollars it's, no yeah it's crazy someone i did have a friend tell me that they're worth something now and i do still have like my binder somewhere at my mom's house in atlanta all right so, <laughs> hey, that, that might be your retirement <laughs> plan right the rest there. Of my career. <laughs> i like it i like it um but i guess when did you kind of actually pick up a real camera outside of the pokemon and start taking some pictures <laughs> like that is a real camera I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um i when I was young, we had like a little, I still have it, um, uh, Olympus Stylus Epic. Mm-hmm. And that was definitely like, I would remember that being my first time. And I went through this whole phase of like photographing all my toys. And then I got in so much trouble because we were really poor at the time, like growing up and stuff. And I remember my mom went to Walmart to get them all developed and she got everything as like doubles. Oh man. And there were just like, I think there were like 10 rolls of film and they were all of my stuffed animals. <laughs> and she, I got in so much trouble that I like did not pick up a camera again for years. Wow. 
it took me so long so that's how it first started and then um I don't know just like shooting film for fun here and there and I was lucky enough to like travel with a lot of um friends who were kind of in like the travel early Instagram kind of days mm -hmm. and so I didn't have a nice camera so I would like use my little like Minolta or my iPhone and I got really good at editing on my iPhone and uh yeah I guess that kind of like evolved into wanting to shoot people because I think I love I love nature so much and it's such a getaway for me that I kind of like didn't I wanted to separate the two things definitely and I think it's fun to tell people stories you know if you can and did you ever like take any photo classes or do you kind of this kind of teach yourself along the way pretty much no i'm an idiot i like taught myself on film which was <laughs> no that's good trial, trial no it's, i had a friend who was like my friend jared was like please buy a digital camera it'll save you so much money and it sounded like such a big investment at the time and now i like look back and i'm like okay yeah he was totally right because i spent so much on film but it taught me a lot no, definitely. And you were just kind yeah. of shooting like color print film pretty much at the time. Yeah, I was doing a lot of um, I was doing portraiture and then I was dating a guy for a while and I would like shoot his band a lot. So I I think that was like honestly where I learned the most because you're put into a situation where it's like the light is constantly changing. The You just have to, you know, you have to be really quick. It's like half a second and everything's different, you know, and your shots can be super overexposed or whatever. Um, that's where I would say I learned like the most, the quickest was like kind of touring and doing that for fun. And yeah. 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 And when did you like start thinking you would like want to pursue this as a career? Did you always have goals of shooting for like magazines and commercial stuff? Or was there a point when you started to start taking it more seriously or like, how did you kind of turn it into a job? I guess. Um, I it took a long time. I would, I mean, honestly, I was like working at a restaurant for like seven years and I started bartending and there was like a point, maybe like the last year that I was bartending, I was, I mean, I was shooting pretty regularly and I was making more shooting than I was bartending, but I was still really scared to like, Make the you know how it is, to just like take the leap of faith in like yourself. Definitely. So yeah, just like, I think just years of being like, all right, like I think it's time and and then finally, eventually kind of just like took the leap. That's awesome. And like, who were kind of some of the first clients you started working with once you kind of started to actually start make some money from your photography, I guess? Um, I fell, I naturally like fell into the like music world. I think a lot of my friends were musicians and then I was touring a lot and um, was lucky enough to just like meet really incredible people who are so talented and were just fun to shoot. And then um was, and yeah i guess i would get like little random magazine stuff like through that and then would get hired on by the bands um or like photos would be bought that i just like took randomly or whatever it was you know yeah but yeah i think it pretty much started like that more so like labels and bands were like the first clients really what, what were kind of some of your favorite like music music artists like growing up and stuff and was talking to you it seems like music was always kind of part of your photography from the get-go it sounds like yeah yeah i mean i love i love music um kiss you got the kiss shirt on right now i know i have a kiss shirt on. i like it <laughs> like talking about pokemon and my kiss shirts this is, <laughs> this is my life <laughs> um, 
I think it froze there for a sec. Uh, yeah, I was just saying, look at your work. <laughs> <laughs> Groundhog's Day. Uh, yeah, looking at your work, obviously you shoot know, a, lot of, right? a lot of music. Uh, what, what was kind of some of your favorite kind of musicians growing up and bands and whatnot? Um, again. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, no, it's okay. I would say my taste is like all over the place. I think growing up in Atlanta, I like, I always loved like rap and R&B. And then I also was like obsessed with Tool to be, <laughs> but then my mom like loved listening to like jazz and like Joe Dassin and stuff like that. Um, so growing up, it was like all over the place. I guess it's still all over the place, but um, I love like R.L. Burnside and like Loudon Wainwright and um Mississippi Fred McDowell and Veloso and Malatu Astake and I don't know I'm all over the place no it's great and like when you first started photographing musicians and bands and stuff was that like intimidating at first or were you kind of always comfortable just kind of working with people and photographing people or was it ever intimidating kind of starting out um I don't think it was starting out I think I don't know people people are human you know i'm never really like i've definitely had my moments of being intimidated of course but i think early days i was just kind of like everyone everyone i worked with they were already friends so it was just i was lucky in that way where i just got to like build people up the best i could that were already people i loved and like respected and um yeah it was it was fairly natural i would say like early days yeah, no doubt. And uh, yeah, because it's cool looking at your work. You do a lot of different stuff. Like obviously you do like portraiture, um, but then you have some cool like live uh, concert kind of photos and kind of more like uh, reportage stuff. Like when you're photographing like live music, like how do you kind of approach like shooting those shows? Because um, it is it is a real skill to shoot like live shows and make it like like visually compelling. I think it's a real skill. Yeah, um, I would say my rule of thumb with live shows is don't shoot the first three songs. Okay, why is that? <laughs> because so technically it's just like the, it's the access everyone has, right? So it's like anyone can be in the pit the first three songs. So I usually try to kind of, I, I don't know, I don't, I've never understood that. I thought that was such a weird rule because it's like yeah, everyone's just getting warmed up. Yeah. And I want people like sweating and like jumping off, like just, I want people like fully in it, like losing it. I don't want want that grit. You want that grit. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want them all like pretty right straight from like their outfit and their hair and makeup. Like I want, I don't know. I always let, I prefer it later in the set, I would say for sure. Um, And then, yeah, just whatever feels right in the moment, like either you know being on stage being in the pit getting in the crowd like whatever in that moment i guess uh makes sense climbing yeah. stuff you know getting kicked off of stuff yeah it's getting after it. <laughs> like it again. <laughs> uh and um uh, with the portraiture stuff you do a really amazing portraits and uh, uh how do you kind of approach portrait like editorial assignments and things like that like do you go into like every shoot kind of with a plan of like how you want to execute it or do you kind of just let stuff kind of happen naturally with kind of collaborating with your subjects or like how do you approach like a editorial portrait shoot i guess um 
I think it depends. Um, you know, sometimes you're not really given much like to start with, you know, um, you're just kind of like, all right, you're going to show up at this person's house at this time. And hopefully the light is good. And like, hopefully there's somewhere to shoot. And, um, a lot of times it's pretty like you're walking in pretty blindly. Mm -hmm. like, you're not really getting like location. Um, you don't really know the location off the bat most of the time. Um, and then sometimes if you have more control than, you know, then I plan out a little more, but I'm not really one to like try to plan too much. Like I, I hate to say the word hate, but I just like, I don't, I don't love like shot lists or like, let's try to do this. Cause I don't know. I think you can like waste your time trying to like, do something that's already been done when in reality, if you're kind of walking into a situation blindly, hopefully, I mean, obviously depending on the circumstance, like, I don't know, you and your subject will create something based off like the energy exchanged in that moment. And, and like whatever happens naturally, I guess. Cause even if you try to force like a specific plan, like most of the time you're not, the shot you're going to love is not going to be within, within that plan. Definitely. Yeah, that is like the interesting, like, cause you ever had shoots where you go into it and like, you know, some people aren't comfortable being photographed or they might be nervous or maybe they, they don't even want to be there at all. Like, how do you kind of deal with those like difficult, tougher shoots where um, it, it might take a little more to get something out of your subject, I guess. I love, I love that stuff. <laughs> oh, really? Like you like the challenge. I love it. I also <laughs> think that it's like, I think I just really appreciate um anyone who's on the other side, you know, like I recognize that it's like an extremely vulnerable place to be. And it's, yeah, you're, you're kind of like that person is trusting me, you know? So it's like up to me to then like whatever time it takes for them to feel comfortable. Like I'm kind of there for the journey with them. And um, yeah, I, I, I like it. I like when I also like love when people are uncomfortable and like awkward because it's human and yeah. I kind of like, I perf like, I love shooting those moments. Definitely. It keeps, and then also get into the moment where like you see them kind of like loosen up. But I think that like those two things together are really like, I don't know, special. And being that you're obviously a big fan of music and stuff, um, when you're shooting people, do you play music on your sets a lot or at all? Do you do that much? Yeah. Yeah. I'll play music on my sets for sure. Yeah, I, I probably won't do like jazz and blues, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll play music on sets for sure. Nice. And, you know, one thing I was kind of curious about, like, did it kind of take you a while to kind of find your voice as a photographer? Um, like looking at your work, you do. I love your, 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 I love your color stuff too, but your black and white stuff to me is the thing that I really enjoy. Um, yeah. And did it kind of take you a while to kind of find your voice as a photographer? And like, do you think it's important to have like a, like a distinct style, like when you're trying to work editorially and things like that, I guess. I don't, I mean, I do. And I don't, I think that it's really nice to hear you say that because I feel like I always look at my stuff and I'm like, damn, I wish I had like something specific. Like I wish I had a theme that was specific and I feel like I wish, but it's like, you obviously don't know how other people see your stuff. Yeah. Um, but I always feel like my stuff's like all over the place and like, doesn't make, I don't know, isn't cohesive. Um, but no, I, th I think both, I think it's, 
I've, I know some people that have like a very distinct style of like, whether that's something they do in post or, or just like the stuff they gravitate towards shooting. And I'm always like, Oh, I wish I had that. Cause it's so good. When you can like see someone's work and you're like, I know exactly who that is based on the way that their, their whites are, you know, or like the way their shadows or whatever it is. Like, I think that's such a cool skill to have. Um, I would say you have that though, because I want to look at your your black and whites. It's like you you. It seems like you really like rich blacks, like deep like kind of blacks, and like a lot of the stuff. And that's like I, that's the type of work I like myself too. And like obviously you do shoot a lot of different stuff, music and kind of like some fashion and like fine art stuff. But when I look at it, it still has the same kind of touch to all of it. You know, that's so nice. <laughs> <laughs> it's so nice to hear. I really yeah. appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but I feel opposite but thank you that's, that's kind um yeah I feel like it's important but then also like I think it's cool to kind of just like I'm always like inspired by different like things whether it's like something I learned in post or whatever it is you know I think it's cool to just put different things in your hands and like kind of see what happens and will you like share work with like other fellow photographer friends to get like input at all like when you're trying to edit your work or are you kind of this kind of do your own thing or how do you approach like because that's one thing i struggle with this is like editing my either my printed portfolio or my website and the longer you shoot you you compile more and more pictures and it's like how do i make sense of all this you know yeah um yeah i'll i'll usually do it on my own i've had a there was a woman Teresa who helped me a bit um when it came to like portfolio stuff and she really helped me like narrow down i'm still I'm still learning from it all the time. I'm not good at it by any means, but um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, you're not alone in that. <laughs> you're definitely not alone in that. I hate updating my website. I hate doing my portfolio. I hate making selects. <laughs> it's just hard. It's so hard, especially with digital now. Like I prefer film, but you know, when you have clients that want you to shoot digital, you have to go through so much stuff. Mm. And so it's just like, I don't know. Yeah, definitely. What what's it about depending on your mood? It can be completely different. Yeah, definitely. I almost feel like uh I mean I still have a website, but I don't know about you. I feel like my Instagram is kind of like turned into my website. Like I talk yeah. to so many photo photo editors, there's like uh photo editors like reach out to me on Instagram or like there you can see them looking at your stories and it's almost I feel like I feel like almost I have to take my Instagram more serious than my website sometimes now, you know? If yeah, you, totally. That totally like, makes sense. But I hate social media. I'm I'm looking forward to the time when I'm like, if I ever like when I'm older, it's like delete all of it. <laughs> oh, I know, aren't we all? <laughs> Same <laughs> love hate relationship. Definitely. Um, and you know, I was in, really excited to talk to you. You shot the cover of Rolling Stone, uh, Legends, Ringo Star, Dave Grohl. Uh, I was curious kind of how your experience was working on that cover and what was kind of your approach kind of going into that shoot, I guess um ooh, okay <laughs> when you originally reached out you like reached out about that and I was like he's gonna be so disappointed <laughs> in my answer to this um well first I I mean I was so so lucky I got a call from Katrina from Rolling Stone and um yeah she definitely like she told me over the phone and she was like yeah what are you doing and like I don't even know it was like four or five days or something and I was like, yeah, I'm available. And then she told me and I fully just like got completely silent. <laughs> I was like, wait, are you, are you sure? 
you got the wrong number. You got the right number. <laughs> yeah, I think you're confused. Uh, <laughs> but she's so sweet and like I don't know. I could I could gush forever and ever about Rolling Stone and everyone there. Um, I know you've interviewed like Sasha and Joe and yeah. I mean literally I've every single person that I've like gone to work with every editor, I can like, I can safely say they're like my favorite. They're like the kindest, realist, most. Yeah. They're just, they're just awesome. They're, I, I just love them. They seem like, <laughs> they seem like pretty like, like photo photographer, like artist friendly. They kind of, let kind of let them let you kind of do your thing. Right. Yeah. And they're all just like so talented and so humble and just, kind and patient and yeah they're just they're the best they're literally the best what was what was the first we'll get back to the ringo thing but what was the yeah. first what was the first assignment thing first assignment you did for rolling stone do you remember yes i do because uh, <laughs> i thought it was a fake email <laughs> <laughs> i was like this is not real <laughs> um, i cried for like a few hours and then i was like no this can't be real like no 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 and then eventually yeah yeah, I was really excited. Um, Joe reached out to me originally, um, who's amazing. And he had me shoot. It was for um, their women's issue three years ago, actually. So it's like my, my little three-year anniversary coming up. Nice. Um, yeah. So it was three years ago for the women's issue. And it was with Teddy Geiger, mm-hmm. who's now like a close friend. And yeah. And that she was really funny because I like fully had a mental breakdown and called joe probably like the day the photos were due or something why what what was what was going wrong or what was kind of stressing you out i was like i called him and i was like i want to redo the whole thing and he was just like what (laughs) it was i don't know if it was maybe it was sasha actually i can't remember who i spoke to in that moment i feel like maybe it was actually sasha um but yeah, like I ended up fully reshooting it and I shot one roll of film and they chose a photo from that, which was really cool. Wow. And I just styled her myself and we just shot it in my studio and it was great. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Was like Rolling Stone somewhat where you kind of like actively like kind of sh- like showing your work to them like regularly to hopefully get in the mix or like how did they kind of discover you, I guess? Um. I don't really know how they discovered me. I, w- I definitely am not one to like send my work, which I know I should. I know that's like what you're supposed to do. Um, but no, I never, never approached them or anything. I think I've been following Sasha for a little while because his, I mean, you've seen his work. It's incredible. It's insane. <laughs> 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 yeah. I think I was already following his work. We had some mutual friends and like his, his live stuff is just so incredible. Um, so I was already a fan. And then, I don't know, maybe through that, like maybe through Instagram or, yeah. Um, but Joe was the first, I believe, to reach out. And so I don't really know how. No, I like it. I, I like the way, I like the way you roll, Yana. You just go with the flow, man. It just happened. I like it. Uh, and, and you kind of touched on a point, like, I think, I mean, I, I would hope a lot of people can relate to this is that. Like sometimes you shoot something, you go in with the best intentions, but then you leave it, leave the shoot, and you feel like, what did I do? Like like that first shoot, yeah. like you had to redo it. And it's like, do you feel like even now, like looking at your your website, like you you shot these, you got the cover of Rolling Stone, cover of Flaunt, doing all these cool assignments, but even now as a photographer, sometimes you still fail. Sometimes, right? Oh my god, all the time. 
Yeah. All the time. I think that, I think that my, like once I started doing kind of more like portraiture stuff, um, more assignment stuff, I think I walked into all of those situations wanting to create something iconic. Right. Mm -hmm. So I would put that pressure on myself constantly. And then you get into those situations and a lot of times you have limited time, a location you would normally not, you know, not gravitate towards. Um, and, you know, talent could be having a bad day. They could not want to be there. Um, you know, it's just, you just have to like take it as it comes. And like, I think it's important to like, like take that pressure off of yourself of like going into every situation and being like, I want to make something iconic. Cause I think that's what I would do to myself a lot. And then I finally came to terms with the fact that like, it's just based on like circumstance and like not every situation you're going to walk away from feeling like, I mean, I never walk away feeling like I did my best. I literally, every time I walk away from a shoot, I'm like, I could have done this and this and this and this and this. And then like the next week I'll like think about every little thing I could have done differently. Um, but it's just, you know, just doing your best and like, yeah, no, I agree. I, I'm, I think I'm on the same pessimistic uh, mind frame as you. I'm like, I suck. I look at, I look at them like, what am, these people are good, man. What am I doing? <laughs> you know? After every single shoot, I'm literally like, I'm never going to get hired again. Rolling Stone's never going to call me. This, like, I do that. You're not alone in that. Like, I do that constantly. No, it's good to hear. Um and uh, yeah, bad guys. Back to the the big Rolling Stone cover because I mean, getting to shoot Ringo Starr, one of the freaking Beatles, and oh, Dave Grohl—that's like serious musical legends, I guess. Uh, what was kind of your approach to the, that shoot? And like, I guess were were you happy with the results? I guess. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> sorry, it's a fire truck going by. Sorry. I mean, so Katrina called me and uh, asked me to do it. I had like a, a meltdown, um, <laughs> like a low key meltdown once I hung up the phone. Um, and I was, I was really nervous. You know, I normally like, to be honest, I don't, I don't really get too nervous, but to be like a young woman too, like in a position with like two older men who are like, they're, they're legends, you know, they're industry legends. And I obviously like, I don't know. I was just like, what, how am I, you know, like I was really humbled and grateful to be in that position. Um, but went into the shoot, we, you know, we were, there was, we had one location we could shoot at um, based on like Ringo. Mm -hmm. And to be completely honest, like I, I got there, maybe like I went, I scouted the location cause it was, you know, we, there was one suite that's the suite we were shooting in and it's like, yep. you gotta, gotta work with it. Um, got there. Uh, the aesthetic of it was very just like, not what I would normally want to shoot. So I saw a bathtub and I was like, all right, like how do I make this look like a studio? So I like got there like an, two hours before the shoot and like cut up a piece of um, like a seamless I cut up a seamless, I put it up against the wall. Um, and then was just like, met them and was like, hey, Ringo, you're getting into a bathtub. And he was like, uh, <laughs> he was definitely not having it. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, I spent two hours like cutting up the seamless and making it fit. So like, you're 
like you're gonna get in the bathtub. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> gonna happen. Like I, it has to happen. Um, but it was amazing. I mean that I was that was an incredible experience, and I was like so so lucky to get to do that. Um, but I, I mean, not even gonna lie, I definitely like blacked out the whole shoot. Yeah, and I like Ringo was like telling stories about John Lennon, and I'm just like. I can't even say I remember anything he said because I was just fully, I fully blacked out. <laughs> yeah. It's like hard to focus. I think you're, feel, I feel like sometimes I try not to do it anymore, but probably earlier on, like I would feel like rushed in a shoot. Like I'm like, don't want to take someone too much of their time or something like that. Like, uh, I don't know. You ever feel that way on shoots? That's something I, I've, I've definitely struggled with earlier on is this being like almost like too nice where I'd, I like try to, I almost like rush through the shoot rather than being like, Oh, take my time and do a better job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I would say both. I, I sometimes, yeah. sometimes that you have to, you know, like with the Ringo and girl shoot, that whole entire shoot, um, was two locations and it was 14 minutes, 14 minutes. Wow. You did the bathtub and the, the, the backdrop. In Damn. Yeah. You see, you never I, my alarm went off for the first location. I was supposed to have 30 minutes and um, it's just like PR, you know, like PR gets involved and it sometimes becomes difficult, but they're just, you know, they're doing their job. Yeah. But um, yeah, so my alarm for the first location went off at the second location. And because I completely zoned out, yeah, I looked at my assistant and I was just like, wait, was that? And he was like, yeah, it was. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And when like going into that, like you knew it was going to be a cover and like you're shooting them on the, the backdrop. Do you have like poses in mind, like going into it, like how you want them to pose or is it really just kind of they kind of do what they want to do in front of the camera pretty much? Or how did you approach that aspect of it? I, I mean, I think with them, it was definitely like <sighs> that was a unique experience because there's moments where like Ringo's talking and mm -hmm. you're trying to like say something and then it's like it's it's there's moments where it's hard to find that space of like you know trying yeah. to communicate um it's like hey ringo look at the camera man yeah i'm like just let him talk it's ringo like <laughs> listen to ringo talk again you know <laughs> um no but there were definitely like katrina had some ideas going into it that we approached towards the end um which ended up being, I believe it ended up being the cover. Yeah. Um, and, but yeah, kind of just like let, with the two of them, I think that they had so much, they have so much history and like dynamic between them that it's kind of, it was kind of nice approaching it as more of like a fly on the wall, the best I could, mm -hmm. um, especially with limited time. So it's like, they're getting warmed up to seeing one another. They haven't seen each other in a while. They're like, you know, being comfortable together so then when you're like kind of getting their attention it kind of loses it sometimes like I feel like the moments that I got their attention like I would kind of lose some of those more like intimate interactions between the two of them yeah so I guess just trying to find that balance within that time frame yeah it's like a fine line like you you want them to be like happy and comfortable with they're doing but then you still got to do your thing and not like piss them off i guess somewhat because yeah. it's like you yeah it's 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 a fine line uh yeah and i noticed they did like a rolling stone did a cool like little behind the scenes video of the shoot and i did notice you you did shoot film and i think digital on that shoot is that kind of your normal workflow shooting film and digital on most of your uh assignments i guess 
Yeah, yeah, I always do both. I'll do, um, I do 35, 120, and sometimes Polaroid, and also digital. Yeah, no, I'm, you did, you did I'm shoot. I'm like a crazy person with like 60 cameras, like around <laughs> my neck, and I'm just like, why do I do this to myself? It's so <laughs> unnecessary. <laughs> it's always me. I'm like throwing things and like losing stuff, and I have like way too many cameras. It just doesn't. Hey, it keeps it, it keeps it fun and interesting, right? Uh, I guess so. But then people are like, do you need help? I'm like, not good. <laughs> I'm actually good. I know I look crazy. <laughs> <laughs> what are what are like your favorite film cameras to shoot with, I guess? Um, definitely the I'm not really like very technical, but I would say based on like what I've tried and what I've shot with is the I would say the RZ67, the pro. Things a beast. Yeah. I think the tank. It's so beautiful. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. My focus is always just like a little off. Yeah. Just in general, I feel like in life. <laughs> like with all my Isn't that the worst when you when you get when you're trying to get the eyeball, but then you get like right below the eyelash and it's like, Oh my god, every time. <laughs> I'm like, oh like if you squint, it's in focus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What what is it about film? Because it seems like I mean I grew up shooting film. I don't really shoot it too much anymore, just like here and there, but it's been yeah. interesting like talking to some different editors and stuff lately. Like seems like more and more people are like shooting film and like even for assignments and stuff. What what kind of keeps you wanting to shoot film, I guess? Um, I mean, I always gravitate like if there's if there's an option to shoot film and if there's like budget to shoot film, or even if there's not really. <laughs> um I just think it's really forgiving. Yeah. You know, I think film's like soft and forgiving. And I have this like, I don't know, for some reason I'm like the type of person where like, I don't always want to like upgrade my stuff when it comes to digital because it feels too, like I've never, like I, I appreciate like the whole Sony stuff. Yep. Whatever. A7 is that what it is? That like, <laughs> but that's it, right? I'm the same way. I don't buy, I don't buy shit until it breaks. <laughs> Yeah, no, I like, I get it, but I'm also like, I feel like those cameras are so good and they're so sharp that I feel like I'm like walking into a Best Buy and I'm like, you know, when you see everybody on the TV and like, you just like see them way too clear. Well, it's like, remember when uh, Blu-ray was, I, I don't even know if people watch Blu-rays anymore, but I remember the first time I saw Blu-ray, it like almost gave me like a headache because it was like too sharp. And it yes. Was, and that's what the Sony was like. Cause I, I, I used one of my buddies one time and I just to test it out. And it was like the same thing. I was like, Whoa, this is like way too much. I was like, I don't know. Totally. That's how I feel. I feel like I'm like walking into a Best Buy and everything's like Blu-ray or like HD. And I like, don't believe the actors because they're like too real. Like yeah. I like a little bit of like, I don't know. Do you find like subjects do, do subjects or are they interested in like when you're shooting film, do you find like people reacted, you know, sometimes photographers say like subjects will react different to like different cameras or uh, do subjects ever ask you about it shooting film, I guess. Um, yeah. You know, sometimes they'll be like, Oh, can I see it? And I'm like, no, <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could, but you can't. That's yeah. Part of why I do this. So I'm not distracted, you know, yeah. cause it like takes time when that happens a lot. Um, but yeah, I think, I think with film, people get a little, it, you know, it's like you get such limited shots that like, I feel like there's like that little bit of awkwardness that happens that I really love personally, mm -hmm. yeah. where people are kind of like, wait, are you getting the shot? Like, why are, you know, and they'll like stay still and they'll think that they're like holding it yeah. and then they'll get like a little irked and then they'll move and then I'll get it, you yeah. know? <laughs> so it's like, I kind of like that bit of, I think it creates a little bit of tension. 
yeah, which, uh, which I love. No, definitely. That's interesting. And uh, another thing, like on your website, you kind of mentioned like kind of the focus of your work is obviously music. Um, then it says like fashion and like fine art. Like what is it about like fashion, like photography that kind of what do you enjoy about it? And like, how do you kind of approach that type of work, I guess? Um, I wouldn't like I wouldn't say I book a ton of fashion stuff, but I do appreciate it. Um, I'm I think with fashion, I'm quite I'm very like I'm very picky. I definitely like know what I like and I know what I don't like. Um, I appreciate fashion as like an art within itself, you know, like design is a, such a, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful art and on its own. Um, but I think I, I kind of like don't really do a lot of fashion and t- unless I'm, I know I can pull like great stuff or if I have access to like amazing things, you know, so I don't know. And and that makes sense. No, no, I was just interested by I could personally like I that's like one realm of like photography I don't know a lot about. And I know there's just like such a rich history in like fashion photography. And I guess the thing I was curious about, do you feel like when you're shooting like a fashion like type style work, like I know you did the cover of Flaunt with uh Anna Diarmas, um, do you feel like there's like a different approach to shooting like fashion style work versus like your like music photography or do you kind of view your approach kind of similar, I guess? I think, I think I try to keep it similar. I think when, when it's like celebrity fashion, it does like tend to fall a bit, um, a bit more into like the commercial realm, I would say. Um, just naturally, I think, you know, um, but I think I approach it essentially the same way, unless it comes down to like, advertisers or whatever that is and you have to like work within those guidelines as well um but i try to kind of just approach it all the same are you like when you're photographing with someone who's like like a known person are you like do you do a lot of research on people at all or do you kind of just go into it blind and just kind of no i definitely do research um i'm really bad with names and i like i never like i'm so bad (laughs) but yeah i'll definitely like do my my googling a lot like beforehand but i i think i have like a cap like i don't want to know too much because i also want to i want to know like what they're working on what they're you know what they're excited about but i also want to go into the situation and like get to know someone outside of like what the media or outside of what's presented as them you know because like there's so much more to humans than like what is you know, what's presented in, in those ways and what you can like research. So I think just doing it, but also having like a certain cap where you don't really like dive too deep in. Yeah. You want to, you still want to have like a genuine conversation and connection with the person, like when you're yeah. actually there. Yeah. Yeah. And I still want to like get to know them and like, you know, get to know their life. And, and I don't, I, you know, sometimes walking in and already like knowing that you don't want to like have, yeah, you just want to, it's kind of nice to like walk in a little more blind Definitely. And were there like any photographers work that you kind of admired, like starting out or even now, or like any photographers that you kind of, whose work kind of influenced you at all, you think? Um, I don't know about necessarily like influence, but I go, I mean, I appreciate so many, so many photographers. Um, Bruce Davidson, um, William Eggleston, Gordon Parks. You're friends um, with that dude, uh, Merrick Morton, right? 
Oh my God, Merrick. That dude's work so good. Anybody oh, listen, go. So I like, he's, he's, he's a badass photographer. He is such a legend. Yeah. He is such a legend. I had coffee with him maybe like a few months ago and he like brought a few of his portfolios for me to go through. And I was sitting there and I was just like, be chill, be chill. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like flipping through it. And I'm like, you shot this. And I'm like, you shot this. Like he shot everything. Yeah. Like he is such a legend and he's like telling these stories. And I'm just like, this is crazy that this is casual. Yeah. But he has such wild stories. And like, just like, I mean, from, he was shooting like gang culture in LA and then also like, all the movies yeah all the movies but then also shooting with like like on assignment with like the lapd but also avoiding certain parts of town like mm-hmm. because of the gangs he was involved in like the man has like so much depth and like so much he's done and experienced and he's like he's amazing yeah. no i definitely i'm trying i'm gonna get him <laughs> on here one of these yeah, times uh for sure and uh what else? Are good? Oh, I saw. I did my research. I checked out your LinkedIn. I saw your. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> I do my research. Uh, oh, fuck, you, I forgot about LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you do. I don't know if you still do, but uh, you have an interest in acting. I think, right? Uh, <laughs> you're, it, it says it says you're a SAG a SAG member. I don't know if that's real. I am. A, I am in SAG. I have not paid my dues in many years. Um, no, I have no interest in acting. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like I mean even like doing this I was like so nervous I'm I'm, I'm weird with like attention or like I don't oh, know yeah. just makes me comfortable um but no I did acting for like a few years back in the day but I just like did the classes I wasn't like when it came down to actually like doing it and like competing I guess or like that part of it I was like no not yeah. for me yeah it seems like a tough world uh yeah for sure but i do think it's like a really smart thing for a lot of people to do because it helped me a lot with you know you're just like standing up in front of rooms of people you don't know and having to be extremely vulnerable and um i think it's a really amazing craft and i think something literally everyone should do is like acting classes yeah because you gotta like I, I almost like uh, I had another photographer who said they did improv classes because it's like Ooh, you have yeah. to like think on the spot because I mean like the more and more you do this like I'm sure like some of the shoots you're doing are getting bigger and bigger and you're you're the boss and you have to be able to like direct either your your assistants or the talent yeah. and everyone else is that is that something you've always been comfortable with this kind of running the ship and is it feel like something you get better at the more you do it you think um I think that like I was definitely I'm definitely very direct. Like I'm very direct in what I like, like and don't like, and I'm not good at like pretending. So yeah. I think that's like, beneficial in some ways, not definitely. always. Definitely. Um, but like people will know if I'm like into something or not into something. Like I'm very obvious and cannot hide it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that like, I do think that acting class has helped in that way. Right. Where you like, you're on the other side. So you, one, you empathize with like the amount of vulnerability it takes. Yeah. And then on top of it, like, you know, you can like, do, you know, you can get in there and kind of like do the movements you want them to try. And if, if the shoot calls for that, you know, and yeah, I think it's definitely helpful. It was helpful in that way for sure. Oh, cool. And uh, I guess to wrap up, like what are you kind of interested in photographically these days? Like, 
anything um, that's kind of got you inspired right now? Obviously, it's kind of a weird time with the pandemic still going on. Uh, yeah. There's definitely some hurdles to make work, but you can still do it. But what's kind of got you interested right now? Um, I think just like the idea of like traveling again one day. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Fingers crossed. <laughs> oh, my God. I hope. I hope. Um, I like I've only been back to Ukraine once since we immigrated and I wasn't doing photography really at the time. So I think like the main thing I really look forward to is like being able to like dive in now that I'm like in it and like photographing like where I'm from and like the culture. And there's so many, there's so many amazing, there's like this boxing gym and club inside this mall that like my mom's first boyfriend like, trains all these kids at and I like I want to shoot them and like there's so many like little yeah little things within like my country that I would like love to you still got a lot of family out there yeah yeah all my extended family do you photograph see some photographers are really good at photographing their family is that something you like actively do like photograph your family I struggle with it I'm better at photographing strangers to be honest than photographing, <laughs> I'm better at photographing strangers too but I did recently last time I was in New York my grandma lives in Brooklyn and I got her like I got her like fully topless like in her kitchen yeah which was like amazing and she was like so funny she was over it within like two shots she was like we're done i'm like no you're not done and then she like called my dad and she was like your daughter got me naked and like <laughs> i was like you be careful because next time <laughs> you're gonna fully be naked but no it's um it's amazing to get to shoot your family like in in vulnerable settings and like that comfort level is also um you know you don't really get that a lot so it's like to to shoot your family, like they trust you. So it's like, if you're putting them in situations that are vulnerable, yeah. I mean, you would hope that they, they trust you and know that you like only want the best for them and to, you know, highlight them in the most positive way and, um, or in the most authentic way, not even necessarily positive. Um, yeah, I've been lucky to shoot my grandma, um, my great grandmother a little bit before she passed and, and my dad, I don't really shoot my mom as much as I would love to, but yeah she's one of those people she hasn't quite like let me in yet okay oh you'll break it down yeah. Yeah, hey, so hey there's that challenge we were talking about right? my goal for the year <laughs> yeah get, get one at least one good portrait of moms and uh, yeah there you go yep yep not uh, a mom but definitely well yana i can't thank you enough uh, for taking the time to do this uh it's real pleasure like i said i've been following work on instagram it's like real uh inspiring stuff so i can't thank you enough for uh doing this you know so there you have it. That was the Yana Yutzuk interview. I uh, just want to thank Yana so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. It was a real pleasure talking to her about everything she's done with her photography and how she approaches her assignments. And uh, just a really amazing work. Big fan of her her, her work, so I can't thank her enough. Uh, definitely go check out Yana's work at yanayutsuk.com as well as Instagram at yanayutsuk. I'll put the links in the description, but definitely give her a follow. She's always posting cool work she's doing. And as always, I'll be having weekly podcasts every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as well as the Photo Banter YouTube page. Uh, so definitely go uh, check us out on YouTube. Hit the subscribe button as it'd be much appreciated. And as always, thanks so much for listening and take care.